0: This is God's holy word, and it's inspired by the Spirit, the Spirit of God will move upon me, and I will hear and receive and bear good fruit in Jesus' name. Right, Proverbs chapter 4, All right, are you ready for the word? Okay, we're going to try and keep it short, I've already taken time, but if I have your attention it can it can e- be easier to be short okay all right so Proverbs 4 hear my hear my sons the instruction of a father and pay attention in order to gain and to know intelligent discernment comprehension and interpretation of spiritual matters okay so the first thing he says is here hear my words and what will you gain you will gain He says, pay attention in order to gain, to know intelligent discernment, comprehension, and interpretation of spiritual matters. King James says, attend to know understanding. Okay. And you will get understanding. Here, and you will gain understanding. Okay. So, you will have insight. You will have, what does it say here? Intelligent discernment, comprehension, interpretation. Discernment, discernment isn't eyes half-masked and lips pressed together. I discern that you're a devil. That's not discernment. That's a ministry of criticism. Okay, so insight, discernment, and it says comprehension. So it's good to understand something. Okay? Are you with me? So it's good to understand something. All right. But there's a way that we will understand as God understands. And not understand only a doctrine that comes from men, but understand what the Spirit is saying. Because if we understand according to what the Spirit is saying, then our eyes will be open, our ears will be open, and we will actually have a relationship with God. Okay? So the the Bible says, uh, what's that, Mark chapter... What's that, seven? the Jesus says, you make the Word of God of no effect by your traditions. So if we're going to exalt traditions over the Word of God, we will have no understanding. And the Word will have no power in our lives. But if we take the Word as it is and believe the Word and ask the Holy Spirit to help us to understand to what the Word actually says, then we will walk in understanding. Okay. So he says here, verse 2, for I give... You good doctrine, what is to be received? Not for, do not forsake my teaching. When I, speaking of Solomon, was a son with my father David, tended and the only son in the sight of my mother Bathsheba, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast to my words, keep my commandments and live. Get skillful and godly wisdom, get understanding, do not forget and do not turn back from the words of my mouth. Okay, so there's certain words that... We have there, and it is keeping us in check. It's keeping us on the road, and we do not deviate from the Word. We do not violate the Word of God. Psalm 119 verse, what's it, 162, 3. I, I, uh, I fear the violation of your words more than I fear the power of or potentate. So we don't want to violate the Word. We want to keep ourselves by the Word. If the Word says something, and it's different from my understanding, then my understanding needs to be updated. So we don't just take the word and handle it dishonestly. We don't want to take the word and spin a word until it fits into our doctrine so that we can just have our doctrine. It's because then we can make God gooder than we think he is. you know, Or we can make our grace gracier than we think grace is. Okay. So you don't have to be more gracious than the other person. Just take the word as it stands there and believe it. And when you believe it, Something happens to you, okay? I'm not going to run ahead of myself. Okay, so he says, Forsake not wisdom, and she will keep and defend and protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. So it's, it's interesting that in Proverbs, in a few places, wisdom is, uh, is referred to in the feminine gender, which is, which is really interesting. Okay, the beginning of wisdom is, get wisdom, skillful and godly wisdom. Okay, King James says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. So if you want to get wisdom, this is the most important, the most principal thing. We need to get wisdom. Okay, we also need to understand it's Solomon talking and he's known for wisdom. Right. But there's a lower wisdom and there's a higher wisdom. All right. And Solomon, in the end of his life, messed up. He worshipped idols, and he went to get all the wives that the Word says he wasn't supposed to get, and all sorts of Egypt that the the Word says he wasn't supposed to get. So he missed it. But the point is, there was a time where he heard the the Word of the Lord, and uh, we need to just take notice of it. He says, For skillful and godly wisdom is the principal thing, and with all you have gotten, get understanding. Discernment, comprehension, and interpretation. Okay. He says here, uh, verse 7, King James, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. So, if you get anything, get understanding. If you get anything, get wisdom. Right? So, here, and you will get understanding or wisdom. So, Hear what? The words of my mouth. But in the context of what we're saying here, the word. So what did King David, a man after God's own heart, teach his son Solomon? He taught him the word of God. All right? So let's just uh, jump to verse 11. He says, I have taught you in the way of skillful and godly wisdom which is comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, I have led you in paths of uprightness. When you walk, your steps shall not be hampered. Your path will be clear and open. And when you run, you shall not stumble. There's many scriptures that connect with that, okay? There's no opportunity for stumbling for those who love the, the word of the Lord. Okay, so he says, verse 13, Take firm hold of instruction and do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Okay, verse 20, My son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. So that means we need to pay attention and keep on paying attention. We need to let that word find entrance into the heart. Keep it in the center of your heart. The word and understanding of the word is the most important thing. Verse 22. For they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard. For out of it flow the springs of life. Do you want life to flow out of your your life? okay keep and guard the word keep it in the center of your heart okay meditate on it do not let it depart. all right okay so i want to go to a couple of scriptures first corinthians chapter one All right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says in verse 18, okay, let's start in verse 17. For Christ sent me out not to baptize, but to evangelize by preaching the glad tidings, the gospel. So we know uh, Isaiah 40 says it, and uh, 1 Peter 1 says it, that the word of God is the the good news that was preached to you. Okay, the last verse of uh, 1 Peter chapter 1. Okay, for Christ sent me out not to baptize, but to evangelize by preaching the glad tidings. So you can just as well say the word of God. And that not, that not with verbal eloquence, lest the cross of Christ should be deprived of force and emptied of its power and rendered vain and fruitless and void of value and of no effect. So we don't want to make the word of God of no effect. So what can make the word of God of no effect? Traditions. What can make the word of God of no effect? Human eloquence. So if we're standing on the basis of our degree, preaching on the basis of our degree, the degree doesn't qualify someone as a preacher. The calling qualifies someone as a preacher. Okay, uh, or even more so, the Spirit qualifies someone as a preacher. All right, so Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 says, uh, uh, it says, Second f- 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 uh, Corinthians 3, verse 6, says, this is, the letter kills, the Spirit makes life. But he it says, it is, we are not qualified in ourselves, it is Him who has qualified us. Can we get the scripture? Yeah. It is him who has qualified us, making us to be fit and worthy as dispensers of the New Testament. I've got these words here. Okay. Through Christ. Not ministers of the letter of legally written code, but of the Spirit. The code of the law kills, the Holy Spirit makes life. Okay. So there's a higher thing and a lower thing. You can take the same text. If the text comes from a lower understanding, it will kill you. Because it's based on tradition and human eloquence and human knowledge. But if the text, the same text, the same text, is inspired by the Spirit and you get understanding from God and you see what the Spirit of God means, scripture explaining the scripture, breathed upon by the Holy Spirit, guess what? It's the Spirit that qualifies you. And if it's the Spirit that qualifies you, i my leaf by my work. If it's the Spirit that qualifies you, okay, if it's the uh, then you, the ministry is the ministry of the Spirit. The Spirit makes alive. life. So you can hear one person speak, and it kills you. You can hear another person speak, and it brings life to you. Okay, so keep it in the center of your heart, because it is your life. So we want the life of God, Okay. So in the beginning was the word the word was God and the word was with God John 1 verse 1 verse 4 in him was life and the life was the light of men. so in the word was life and the life was the light so if we're supposed to be a light you know you are a city set on a hill a light can that you know light of the world a city set on a hill cannot be hidden if we are supposed to be the light of the world then we're supposed to have the life of God in us And how do we get the life of God? In Him, the Word, was the life, and the life was the light of men. Keep it in the center of your heart. All right? Are you with me? Okay. So He says, if it is human eloquence, it will kill you. If it is human eloquence, the cross. Hallelujah. There we go. Okay. The cross (laughs) is made void, like my microphone for a second. Okay. The cross is made void and deprived of its power. So we don't want a powerless message. Okay, verse 24. Let's start at 23. We preach Christ crucified, preaching which to the Jews is a scandal and an offensive stumbling block that springs a snare or a trap. To the Gentiles is absurd and utter and unphilosophical nonsense. But to those who are called, whether Jew or Greek, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Okay, verse 18, we never got to verse 18. The story, the message of the cross is sheer absurdity and folly to those who are perishing and on their way to perdition. But to us who are being saved, it is the manifestation of the power of God. So the power of God comes from the word. The word is the cross, the message of the cross. So if you have understanding on the cross, your words will be powerful. It will be spoken in fellowship with the Spirit of God. If you speak in fellowship, you minister life. If you speak from the understanding of humanity, from what you only learned somewhere in a course, and you got a degree for it, but there's no spirit in you, then what you speak is human eloquence, and it will kill rather than bring life. Okay? Are we in agreement on that? Okay. So, the same thing. First, Uh, Romans chapter 1 verse 16, it says, We are not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. So, if you hear Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 3, do not harden your hearts. If you hear the Spirit, the voice of the Lord, do not harden your hearts. Let it enter into, keep it in the center of your heart. Attend to my words. Treasure it. John 14, 21. If anyone has my words and keeps it or treasures it, he's the one who loves me. And I will love him and show myself to him, reveal myself to him. Then in verse 23, he says, And, we and the, I and the Father will come and make our home with him. So, we want God to dwell in us. We want the Spirit of God to be present. We want the power of God to be present. So that means the Word, which is the power of God, the Word of the cross needs to be in the center of our hearts. And we need to meditate on it day and night. So understanding on the cross equals you having the power of God. Okay? In all you're getting, get understanding. How does understanding come? Hear. But when you hear, believe do you get it all right okay so to those who are called Jew or greek christ or the message of christ is the power of god and the wisdom of god all right first corinthians 2 verse 2 i resolved to know nothing to be acquainted with nothing to make a display of the knowledge of nothing so that excludes quite a few things okay well that excludes so far everything <laughs> except be conscious of nothing except christ Okay. among you except jesus christ and him crucified jesus christ him crucified I want to know nothing among you. I want to be conscious of nothing among you. I want to make a display of the knowledge. People love to make a display of knowledge. Okay. I want to make a display of the knowledge of nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Okay? Then he says, And my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive, enticing, plausible words of wisdom. So there's wisdom. But it's, you can get a higher wisdom, sorry for the small letters, and you can get a lower wisdom. Okay. The lower wisdom is eloquence of human traditions and human structures. Okay. My words, my language were not set forth in persuasive enticing plausible words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power. So the words were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, okay? Operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers most holy emotions and thus persuading them. Oh, when I go to that church, they make me feel stuff that I don't want to feel. Why don't you want to feel peace? If I can make you feel peace, that's a great thing. Do you know how many people want peace and they don't get it? Okay. Oh, but it's only emotion, it's psychology, listen i know nothing of psychology okay if you're a psychologist you come to speak with me you'll see i know nothing of psychology okay so if something makes you feel joy why don't you embrace the joy if something makes you feel uh peace why don't you take the peace if you're eating a bowl of sand and someone brings you ice cream take the ice cream (laughs) you know if you're eating something that's rotten and someone brings you a you know wagyu steak you know that's just perfectly cooked take the steak okay so there's something better and god wants to bless us so if you hear someone you start to feel stuff it's not bad it's good fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace and patience if you feel that around someone maybe god is speaking and trying to impart something to you <laughs> okay i don't want to feel uh, listen listen faith is not rational faith is not traditional faith is not human eloquence and human speech faith is we get to know a person and when he speaks we open our hearts and we embrace someone that we connect with on a spiritual level and not on a level of the five senses he's in a higher realm Five senses, he's alive, but you don't perceive him with five senses. You can only perceive him by the Spirit, and you can only get the Spirit by faith. All right, right, get back to the message. Right, so it's not human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the power of God. He says in verse 5, "...so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men," or human philosophy, but in the power of God. So there's a power that is locked up in the Word and in the Spirit. And when the Word is spoken by the Spirit of God, there's a power released. It is the power of God unto salvation. When that power is released, it can touch your heart, and you can start to experience God. You, uh, you can start to perceive something by the Spirit. You can know the Holy Spirit. You, you develop a sense In the spirit, okay, that you would not have had if you didn't hear and believe a message spoken by the spirit, okay? Does it does it make sense? Are you hearing? Okay. So, but if we only go by, yes, but our church doctrine book says this, and our church and our tradition says this, and and we do this. Yes, and the spirit left the building 500 years ago, okay. So. Either we're going to make the cross worthless, void, without effect, not being able to save. Or we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us the word, and we receive the power of God unto salvation. Okay, it's just so simple, okay? So the important thing is to hear the voice. The important thing is to understand what the Spirit is saying. The important thing is to receive by faith. The important thing is not to uphold the tradition that my grandfather had upheld. Who are you going to kid? Who are you going to, you know? Just because someone else did something doesn't mean I have to. So we need to hear his voice and follow him. All right. Okay. So let's go to, I just want to quickly jump to James chapter 3. Let's see how quickly we can finish. Okay. It says we've been touching on James three for a while now. Okay, so he says, now it starts talking about your speech, what you say. Okay. Right. Not many of you should become teachers self-constituted censors and reprovers of others. So I I don't want to reprove easily. Okay? My brethren, for you know that we teachers will be judged with a higher standard and with greater severity. King James simply says, uh, be not many masters knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Okay. So that doesn't mean there's condemnation for preachers. What it means is all the more I know the blood of Jesus and how wonderful and how great His amazing mercy is and how great and amazing His forgiveness is as a preacher. Okay? So that's where I stay. I stay there with the blood. I stay there with the mercy. I stay there because I, that's what I need to teach. All right. So if I teach you stuff that's not in the Word, and if I lead you astray into a place of condemnation, the greater condemnation is going to be on the teacher. If I stay at the cross where there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, then I minister to you, no condemnation, and you are in Christ. Okay, do you get it? So by the blood of Jesus, you are free, you are forgiven, there's mercy for you, you need to hear it and believe it. So God does not remember your sins. Okay, that's that's a whole series just there, I mean... I, just, okay, there's one scripture for you. Hebrews 10 verse 15 says the Holy Spirit points, at, uh, adds his testimony to this for having said, um, I will write my laws on their hearts and on their minds. So that's God's thoughts, God's wisdom, okay? And their sins and iniquities, was, what's that, 16, 17, verse 17, I will remember no more. Their sins and iniquities, I will remember no more. So when we embrace the cross of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus, the the simple message of the cross, God says, your sins are forgiven. I do not remember your sins. All right? That's where we need to stay. So that's what we need to teach. That's the word we need to embrace. That's the higher wisdom. That's the power of God unto salvation. All right. Now he says, verse 2. For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. Okay. So, guess what is causing all this offending? If anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong things. He's a fully developed character and a perfect man, able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. Okay. Have you ever felt out of control with anything concerning your body? Have you? All right? Have you felt out of control with sleep or with, I'm going to turn around, with eating food? <laughs> <laughs> or or with other stuff, whatever. There's a lot of other stuff that you can call out that has to do with sensual appetites. Okay. So do you want to get control over it? Get control over your tongue. But in other words, speak the word speak the blood of jesus speak the mercy the forgiveness okay damn and blast no that's why you can't control your temper or that beep, beep 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 oh i'm gonna give him a piece of my mind yeah that's why you struggle with this and this and this okay because the bible says if we can control our tongue we can control our bodies and it gives the example like the bit in a horse's mouth, you can turn the whole big horse around with a small little bit, okay? Like a rudder, you can a, steer a massive ship with a small, small rudder, okay? Same way, you can have control of your body by just saying what the word says. So Prophet Gubbis used to say, change the scene by changing the sound. So what sound is heard around you? What are you constantly saying? I'm not talking about, okay, now for an hour I'm going to confess the scripture. Blah blah blah, blah 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 Okay, good start. But what are you saying on a Tuesday at 10 o'clock? What are you saying in response to someone cutting you off in traffic? What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? You know, instead of, instead of saying, you know, yo, why don't we say, you blessed thing. Why don't we rather say, God loves you. You are wonderful. (laughs) But we think we are wise when we speak out a curse. No, that's not wise. It's fueled from another source. It's from beneath. It's not heavenly wisdom. It's earthly wisdom. Okay, we'll get to that. So, speaking of the tongue. He says, verse 6, the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating and depraving the whole body and setting on fire the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature being itself ignited by hell. Yikes. (laughs) So do you still want to say, give give your peace of mind or give your opinion? Okay, so we need to say what God says. Okay, so rather say nothing at all. You know, the old people said, you know, if you can't say nothing, just keep quiet. Very wise. It's very good. Okay, now he says, let's keep on going. He's speaking of the two sources, the same mouth, verse 10, come forth blessing and cursing. These things, my brethren, ought not to be so. Verse 11, does, not, does a fountain send forth simultaneously from the same opening fresh water and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives and the grapevine figs, neither can, can a salt spring furnish fresh water. Now it says, verse 13, who is there among you who is wise and intelligent? who is there among you that is wise and intelligent? So we are now on the track of getting intelligence, of getting understanding, of getting wisdom. thanks okay who is? We are on the track of getting intelligence. We are on the track of getting godly wisdom. All right. He says, Who is there who is wise and intelligent? Let him by his noble living show forth his good works with unobtrusive humility, which is the proper attribute of true wisdom. Okay, so there's works now involved. Works. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but James chapter 2, which is just the previous chapter, which is obviously uh, dictating some of the context here, it says, faith without works is dead. So that's different from works unto salvation. We are not into work. You don't work to get saved. You believe to get saved. But now that you are saved, now that you have let the word of God enter your heart. Now that you have received something, this treasure on the inside of you, now you are saved. Now you've got the spirit of God. Now you've got understanding. Now you've got God's wisdom. Okay, you got faith. You are saved. Out of faith flows a different set of works. Because you have faith, there's works flowing out of you. What is, the, what is those works? The works of that Jesus commanded us, go preach the gospel. You can't do it if you don't believe. These signs will follow them that believe. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. If you don't lay their hands on the sick, they're not going to recover. Okay? So the more we believe and do the works that flows out of faith, the more we will see the works following us. These signs will follow them that believe. It's a different set of works. Okay? Okay? So it's not trying to get forgiven. It's not that. But it is right, God has spoken. Let's go. So God has spoken. God told us five and a half years ago or so. It's you're gonna be in this building five years. We got a word. Just as we got in. Okay? So five years later, said God said five years, so let's start looking. Now we're in a different building. Would it have happened if we didn't search for the building? No. Would it have happened if we didn't do something by faith? No. Was it a work? Yes. Is it something coming out of faith? Yes. Did we earn it? No. But God said something and we responded to what he said. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay? So there's still a prompting of the Spirit, an obedience to the prompting. We're just not obedient to the law written on stone. We're obedient to the internal Spirit that we received by faith in the cross. That's God's inner wisdom, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Right? You will get the higher understanding, the mind of Christ, if you read the rest, to verse 16 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says, The natural man, non-spiritual man, does not admit into his heart the gifts, the teachings, and the revelation of the Spirit, for they are meaningless nonsense to him. Don't mind my children, okay? So, (laughs) but the spiritual man knows or understands all things, yet is put on trial by no man or no natural man. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him and give him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ, and we do hold the thoughts and purposes of his heart. First Corinthians 2, verse 16. So you, you can't judge someone who's operating by the Spirit because who has known the mind of the Lord? So he's operating by a higher wisdom revealed to him by the Spirit from the mind of God. So he forsook his own mind, and now he's only interested in God's mind. Keep my words in the center of your heart. Does it make sense? Okay, right. Right. Where are we? Wisdom. There's a wisdom higher and lower. Just getting back to James chapter 3. Okay. Who is there among you is wise. Let him by his noble living show forth his good works with unobtrusive humility and true wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and contention, rivalry, selfish ambition in your hearts, do not pride yourselves on it and thus be in defiance or false to the truth. This superficial wisdom is not such as comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, animal, even devilish and demonical. So there's no space for these things supposed to be in the body of Christ in the... um, in the church we're not supposed to have jealousy envy contention rivalry selfish ambition in the church but we see it all the time why because people are not operating by the mind of christ because they're living by human eloquence they're living by traditions they're making the word of god of no effect okay so this is a good time to turn our attention to what is the voice of the lord saying what is god saying can we get some understanding what is the word actually saying holy spirit help us reveal to us instead of saying oh no but i'm not if you're focused on yourself you've got a problem but if you're focused on knowing him you're really starting to touch on godly wisdom okay so he says for Wherever there is jealousy, envy, contention, rivalry, selfish ambition, there will also be confusion, unrest, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile practices. But the wisdom from above, this is now a different wisdom, a different mind, not human eloquence. Okay, The wisdom from above is first of all pure, undefiled. Then it is peace-loving, courteous, "...considerate, gentle, willing to yield to reason, full of compassion and good fruits. It is wholehearted, straightforward, impartial, unfeigned, free from doubts, wavering and insincerity. And the harvest of righteousness, conformity to God's will, etc., is the fruit of the seed sown in peace by those who work for and make peace in themselves and in others." That peace, which means concord, agreement, harmony between individuals with undisturbedness and a peaceful mind free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. Okay. Very long. The King James is very short. He says, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So Hebrews chapter 12 says, you know, don't despise the correction of the Lord or the chastening of the Lord. So what's the correction? Keep my word in the center of your heart. He corrects us with his word. When the word comes to correct something, let the word touch your heart. If there's some adjustment that needs to be made, make the adjustment. Instead of insisting on your tradition Change your tradition to fit the word. Instead of, no, but we've been doing this all along. Yes, but now now God is saying to you this. Change. Okay? So we need to, to adjust to what God is saying. And if we adjust to God is saying, He says, we are taking the correction. And then it says, Those who yield to the correction, if you read Hebrews chapter 12, he says, will yield a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Okay? So the fruit of righteousness comes as we embrace the word, let the word enter into our heart, and we start doing the word. We can't go into everything, there is no time, but you can read James chapter 1 from verse 18 till the end for homework. Okay? So, be a doer of the word. Do the word. Okay? Not the tradition. That's not going to help you. <laughs> oh, my family has sat on that bench. for. <laughs> Get rid of the bench. Make a fire. Pry with it, man. What use is a bench? Oh, but you know. My uncle was a preacher in Scotland. He, he likes to shake up all the traditions. He was in the Church of Scotland. He was a minister there. In Scotland. He's now retired in Cape Town. Okay, so he said when he <laughs> when he started in that church, they had all these strange traditions. They would carry the Bible from the back. These guys with this, this funny suit and these you know, and he would walk with the Bible, you know, to the front like this, and then he would you know, like click his shoes, you know, like wizard of us, you know, he's like, click his shoes and and he looked at that and then he's just got rid of ties and got rid of all kinds of things and he freaked them out imagine if i would walk in there what they would do okay but he he freaked them completely out because he, he wasn't observing the tradition he said where is it where is it where is it in the word okay so it's it's a good thing to be shaken up every now and then okay why are we doing things why do we even come to church? What's the point? Is it to, to know God? Or is it because church people go to church and blah, 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 Okay, why do we have church on Sundays? It's not because it's the Sabbath. It's exactly the opposite. It's because it's not on the Sabbath. The Sabbath is on Saturday. The Seventh-day Adventists are right. Sabbath is on Saturday, starting Friday night, actually, if you want to go to the Jews. All right. It's not about that. They chose a day so that everyone can pitch up at the same time. (laughs) Sunday is not the Sabbath. (laughs) The true Sabbath rest that Hebrews 4 speaks of is ceasing from human labors and entering the rest in Christ. Ceasing from all things religious. Stop trying to earn something from God. You can have any day, church. You can... But we do it now because it's easier because everyone schedules the line. I like having church on a Saturday night. We can do that again, okay? Or on a Wednesday night. And, you know, I'll have church every day. I don't care. I, I love it, okay? So we will someday, you know, we will do it. Okay? But what I'm saying is we don't do it because there's a tradition saying, or there's a law saying, it. So why do you read Bible? Do you do it because it's a tradition or you have to? Or do you do it because you have a hunger to know him? All right? When you read it, do you look for your faults or do you look for him who reveals himself to you? Okay. Does it touch your lips? Are you starting to speak differently? Does it touch your heart? Are you starting to think differently? Okay? All right. So there's a hearing of the word there's an understanding of the word there's a wisdom there's a believing of the word and there's a doing of the word it's an important part so James 1 says Is that? I think it's around about, I'm in James 1 still. I think it's around about verse, where is it? Verse 5. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally, ungrudgingly, without reproaching and fault-finding, and it will be given him. Do you want more wisdom? Ask him. And then go read. And make his words treasures in your heart. I rejoice at your word like someone who finds great spoil. Okay? Also, Psalm 119, the roundabout verse. Somewhere in the 160s. Okay. All right. So, this is what I wanted to say. James chapter 3. There's a wisdom from beneath. There's a wisdom from above. Same text. Same text. Same information. The one is carnal and demonical, and the one is heavenly and it's life and peace. The one is from God, and the one is from hell. The devil knows the scriptures. <laughs> If people preach to you with an unrenewed mind out of the scripture, not bringing the cross of Christ to you, they can seriously harm your life. It would be better not to hear at all. Hear me what I'm saying. Is it revealing Christ? Is it revealing the cross? Is it coming out of what Jesus has done for us? Is it bringing mercy? Is it bringing forgiveness? Is it a focus on the blood of Jesus? because that's the wisdom of God. That's the higher thoughts, with Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Okay. So, God can give revelations to people. Just think of science. Science came out of, I see the time is running. Science came out of the Reformation. It was first the Reformation, and then came the Renaissance the arts, and science. Okay? So, most of the great inventors are Christians. Do you know that Isaac Newton wrote more commentary on the Bible than he ever wrote on on physics? He was a man of God. So where do you think he got his ideas from? Okay? So, these guys got wisdom from God. I mean, all these inventors. Now we have telephones, and we have airplanes, and we have cars, and we have... All kinds of things. But people can have the same information and use it for the total opposite. Okay? People can get, people can learn from university what those guys taught, but they can have a wisdom which is ignited from hell. The question is, what are the attributes? It says here, first of all, it is pure. Where are we now? Wisdom from above, first of all, is pure, peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, willing to yield to reason, full of compassion. So if, if that is, are attributes of what this wisdom is producing, then it's from God. It can be the, the same information, but a totally different spirit. It can be the same text, but the one is from God and the one is from, from beneath. So you can't say, oh, everything of the world is wrong. No, God gave revelations to people. To make things work. Okay? But what is it used for? Okay. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Before I read this, I'm just going to qu- quickly refer to a couple of scriptures Deuteronomy chapter 30 and Romans chapter 10. Okay, there's teachings on it I'm not gonna go into it but it says the word is near you in your hearts and on your lips the word of faith which we preach okay for if you confess with your lips and believe with your heart that, you, that uh, Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead you'll be saved all right and then if you go a little bit further, so it's near, it's the word is near you, in your heart, on your lips. The word of faith. Romans 10, verse 16 says this. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Faith <laughs> Comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. Okay. For Isaiah says, "Lord, who hath believed our report?" If you put verse sixteen and seventeen together. Verse sixteen, Isaiah says, "Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed?" So, faith comes by hearing, verse 17, and hearing by the word of God. So, what does verse 16 refer to? Faith comes by hearing the word. What is the word? He said, Isaiah says. What did Isaiah say? Lord, who has believed our report? To whom is the arm or the power of God being revealed? That's Isaiah 53, verse 1. And if you can continue reading, he was wounded for our transgressions. That's the cross. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement that brought us peace was upon him. And by the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Okay? The cross. Hearing the cross brings faith. Where's faith? Believe. <laughs> Hearing the message of the cross, which is the power of God, write right there, <laughs> power of God unto salvation, Romans 1, verse 16 and 17. Hearing the message of the cross, the higher wisdom, the cross is the wisdom of God and the power of God. The cross, it is the wisdom from above. The power, and the cross loses its power when we exchange the power for all kinds of doctrines and for courses and for, you know, deliverance sessions and all kinds of things. Do I believe in deliverance? Yes. Come, we lay hands and seek, and they're delivered. So how old were you when this first started happening? You know, did your grandmother maybe do the Ouija board? Or your grandfather, was he a Freemason? Or we want to find out. So now we go over the blood of Jesus that said he washes you clean. Over the death of Christ on the cross, which says in him we died and we are raised to a new life with him. We go over that to the old life. God does not remember the old life. Now we ask the devil, can you give us information? Because he's the only one that's got a record. What did this person do to end up where he is? I don't care. I don't care where your problem started. But the end of it is the cross of Jesus. So deliverance works like this. Come, I set you free in the name of Jesus and you're free. Embracing the cross and you receive freedom. Let's, let's Put our trust in the power of God and not the wisdom of men. Because otherwise, what people do is now we become dependent on Uncle So and So and Tony So and So that does the deliverance class, and we keep on going back and keep on going back, and one day we'll be free. But no one's free, and all all that happens is they keep on getting a fresh remembrance of sins to be atoned for. They're stuck in cycles. Power comes from the cross. Faith in the cross. Okay. So faith comes by hearing. What are we hearing? Are we hearing what, you, what we need to do to get rid of our past? Or are we hearing what Jesus did for us to save us? Are we hearing the blood of Jesus and the cross of Christ? Or are we hearing, oh, no, but, you know, you can't be free because, you know, you opened yourself to the occult when you were small, Ach, trash, man. Just yesterday I read this testimony of a guy who, who was a Satanist. And he went into a church and he ran to the, to the altar and he got saved. Free. From, he was 15 years an atheist. Then he became a Satanist for five years. And Jesus touched his heart and he ran to the front. And he was free. No counseling. <laughs> no one saying this or this. No covenant member's course. He ran to the front to Jesus. Because there was something touching his heart. He felt something lift, And he experienced for the first time in his life something spiritual. His words. Right. So the hearing of faith. Galatians 3. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by doing the works of the law, or was it by the hearing of faith? Okay, so Hebrews chapter 11. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Okay, so it says in verse 1, King James, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when you have faith, when you believe, you hear and you believe it, then you get the evidence. You first believe it. You don't look for evidence before you believe. When you believe, you get the evidence from the Spirit. It's other way around. You first have to believe it. Okay? He says, for by faith... Trust, holy fervor born out of faith, etc., in the king amplified, the men of old had divine testimony borne to them and obtained a good report. Verse three. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed, fashioned, etc., by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. Okay, so that's exactly what Genesis 1 and John 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was God. God spoke Genesis 1. All right, he created everything. You can also read Hebrews chapter one with it if you want to, okay. So, by faith we understand. You get it? you hearing? hearing? You wanna understand, you want wisdom and understanding and all you're getting get understanding. By faith, you understand, so you take the word and you believe. once you believe, you will understand. God told me about fifteen years ago he said there are certain things that you cannot understand but by experience and the the um, Example he gave me was, someone who was born blind cannot know blue, cannot understand blue, doesn't know what blue is, until the senses are awakened and his eyes can see blue and he can learn what blue is. Do you want understanding? Do you want wisdom? Take the word and believe it. Stirring in the minds of my ears. Emotions and that's persuading me. Once you experience something of the Spirit, you will understand what it means. The understanding comes after the faith. The understanding, the wisdom comes after the faith. Take the word, hear it. Faith, faith comes by hearing, and by faith we understand. We get wisdom. All right. Does this make sense? It's all about. Knowing him through his word. All right. All right. Did you get it? Yes. By faith, we understand. Oh, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Sorry, you won't, won't see the spiritual things. First, believe, then you see it, then you understand. Okay. Thank you, Jesus for your grace. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your understanding. Lord, I pray that you awaken every heart, that you stir every heart unto faith. Lord, I just pray that you reveal things in the word that was never revealed before. A spirit of seeing and hearing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Every person that's watching, every person that's in the church, we pray, Lord Jesus, Awaken our understanding. Awaken us. Let us have the wisdom of the cross. Let us see and understand the word. Let us know and understand. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the the hearing of faith. We thank you for faith. Now we ask that you add wisdom, that you add understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Amen.